0: This week on Gay Film 101, we discuss the 2016 film Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Okay, Dallas, give me the IMDb description. I hate saying IMDb. It's, it doesn't flow off the tongue. Well, kind of sounds like I'm just slurring it all together.
1: A fateful meeting with a mysterious stranger inspires Pee Wee Herman to take his first holiday ever in this epic story of friendship and destiny. All right, this was released at South by Southwest on March 17th, 2016, and then the following day on Netflix. And that day was seven years and five months ago. Barack Obama becomes the first U.S. president to visit Cuba since 1928. Archaeologists announced the discovery of a 2,500-year-old Iron Age warrior King Bear burial ground with 75 graves in Poglington, Northern England. And I Took a Pill in Ibiza is the number one song in the UK. So this is the third and final Pee-wee Herman film following Pee-wee's big adventure from 1985 and Big Top Pee-wee in 1988. So that's what, about 31 year gap between the first one and the third one Uh, and almost 30 between the second one. And of course, we are discussing this film because Pee-wee Herman passed away uh, almost a month ago now, three weeks ago. Yeah,
0: three should weeks say ago. that it was Paul Rubens passed away. Who's
1: I know, but uh, he is Pee-wee. I know. Like it's I know. it's interchangeable. <laughs> Pee-wee Herman and Paul Rubens both passed away at the same time. Um, yes, Paul Rubens and. I feel like this third movie was in the works for a long time. Originally, it was supposed to be like a darker, more adult film. Um, and that was as early as like 2006 It was being talked about. And then there was two different ideas after that. And then it ended up being what it is. Um, and I remember when this came out, because it was kind of like the comeback for Pee Wee Herman in, um, in pop culture.
0: He it killed the character off for a while. Yeah, was he was on 30
1: years he was just himself when he appeared in interviews, I think, right? Yeah, when he did, but yeah, so <clears throat> this film has an 80% on 46 Rotten Tomatoes reviews and a 61% audience score. It was, as I said, a Netflix original, so it wasn't released in theaters, and it was directed by John Lee, who was a TV director prior to this. He did a lot of weird animated shows and some live action adult swim shows. Um, So it was kind of a good fit, I think. Uh, And it was co-written by Paul Rubens and Paul Rust. Paul Rust, who you would know from I Love You, Beth Cooper, and then the Netflix show Love, which I watched. And then the music was Mark Mothersbaugh, who was in Devo, did the Rugrats music, and has done a lot of soundtracks now for movies. And so one more thing I want
0: to mention. You didn't yes. mention Judd Apatow is a producer. Producer,
1: because he did, producers
0: don't do anything, they just throw money at it. Yeah, but sure, Judd, sure. the, the significance Apatow. for Judd Apatow is just because he hasn't done any like I feel like this is one of his last major things that he's done. His career's kind of spiraled kind of down in the last decade.
1: No, didn't he do bros? is he a producer on bros?
0: He might have been. Is that a good thing? I'm not saying him? it wasn't, it wasn't. I'm just saying
1: he's still doing things.
0: Yeah. Okay, since then he's done Pop Star, which I enjoyed, but whatever. Big Sick, Juliet Naked Sick, yeah. and Bros as producer. And then Sick. as a director, The Bubble, which I heard is horrendous. I don't know what that is. It was a Netflix movie, so.
1: All right. So kind of alluded to Paul Ruben's kind of killing off the Pee-wee character for a while and I think that just has a lot to do with the controversies that everyone knows about in his life. Um there's the 1991 Incident at the adult movie theater in Sarasota, Florida. If you read about that, it's fucked up. Like it was undercover cops. There's like four undercover cops in the theater. And they basically threatened like the ticket guide be like, you have to let us in and not tell people we're here. Otherwise, we can arrest you for being an accomplice, blah, blah, blah. But it's like it's an adult movie theater. <laughs> yeah. People are gonna jerk off in the adult movie theater. And of course, Paul Rubin's like excuse was like, you know, um. Uh, I thought if you do it solo, it's it's fine. It's like, no, obviously not. But I'm sure he was panicked in the moment. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And he didn't look like himself, so he had to be like, I'm Pee Wee Herman to the cops. And like... He had like long hair and a beard, right? Yeah, his mugshot, Yeah, he looks different. But that's where he's from. That's where he grew up, is Sarasota. So he was with his family at the time, I think. Um, And then, do you know who Jeffrey Jones is, the actor? You would recognize him. He was in Beetlejuice some other movies. Yeah, I do. I think he's the dead. Isn't this guy, like, isn't he a
0: creep? Isn't this guy like a creepy, he's, is he like in jail or prison? He's or in prison
1: for child porn and yeah, that kind of thing. But basically a witness in that case brought up Paul Rubens' name. So the police investigated his house. And Paul Rubens is a collector of like erotic like pictures and like vintage erotic pictures. Yeah. And a lot of them were of like teen men from, you know, the 50s and shit. So they basically, the DA, I think the count, something like the district DA didn't find anything that they could get him for, basically. But right at the last second, the city DA went after him and charged him basically with possession of child porn, which he pled not guilty. And then he ended up making a plea deal and taking a lesser charge, which still, Put him on like basically the sex offender list for three years and that was the whole thing and so yeah he also had that that he was dealing with so just a lot of that kind of stuff in his personal life which let's talk about his sexual orientation because it's very <laughs> unknown
0: <laughs> it's very it is weird his history is weird it is yes. weird
1: So he's never, he never publicly said anything about his sexual orientation, but he, like I said, he admitted to being a collector of (laughs) male erotic art, which he claimed it was like, well, they're not, they're not being sexual with each other. So it's not pornography, but straight men don't collect images of naked men. That's just not. No, they don't. Are you sure Dallas? You're not straight man. You don't know. know. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) But uh he technically was married to a woman but it was like a fake marriage or something. Did you find that? I looked at it was I don't know. I saw that he was married but I, I but it was not legal or something. It was like a mock marriage to some random woman who befriended like a like an old like tobacco heiress socialite woman and like got her to uh, like legally adopt her. It's very strange. His his personal life. Um and then he dated Debbie mazar the actress in the 90s for like 6 years. Um, I don't know what. Do you know who that is? We, I don't know if you would know her. If you googled her you would probably yeah, recognize like her. She was friends with Madonna and Yes, yeah, so
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, usually she's like what like a foreign villain and stuff.
1: Yeah, like- she plays villains a lot. I know her because she a couple years after they broke up, she married an Italian chef and she had like a show, a cooking show like 10 years ago that I watched. <laughs> With her husband, but, but yeah, other than that, we know nothing about.
0: And she said that their
1: relationship life. was never consummated. So they never had sex. Yeah, they were right. <laughs> so <laughs> do what you will with that information. Um, and then, I mean, you also have, we'll get into it, but the, you know, the queer coding of Kiwi as well, just not just this movie, but just in general. Um, so, yeah. And then, Uh, in terms of gay actors playing gay roles there's not really any openly gay characters in this movie technically um but you have the two like hairdresser men who i think are coded yeah to be gay and uh one of them is the actor is daryl stevens he's a well-known actor in the gay community he's been in a lot of films um and then the other one uh, his name is Anthony Alabi, and he is very much straight. And the way he was playing that character, I was a little <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> you can tell this is a straight guy doing a gay guy. And it was a little weird. Um, like the bald one, the bald man, hairdresser guy. It was like, okay, you're overdoing it a little bit. Um, but uh, the actor used to be in the NFL. He was drafted by the Dolphins. So he's very much married to a woman in real life um <laughs> so ryan brought this movie up not as a main episode originally but you know i feel like we can be loose with gay movie and what that means i mean it seems a,
0: like a lot of queer blogs and websites talk i mean about there's a film. lot
1: of writing about this movie and the relationship and stuff so i was like ah, oh, it, it counts it's been called a platonic love story but at the end i feel like Wee wants to peewee's supposed to be a child but also he has a job it's he... weird they call him boy <laughs> they call him boy in a well <laughs> yeah. but it's paul rubens is what 63 at the time yeah <laughs> and he looks sim i mean he looks a little different i guess but he still has the same look. he looks he looks he looks good for how old he is he... i mean there's a lot of makeup involved in the peewee character i think
0: there is there's some angles and stuff where like, oh, a little rough but catch the right angle it, it looks like typical peewee
1: all right so i've talked about not on this podcast but on one of our others my history with Pee Wee, which is none because i wasn't allowed to watch the show my mom thought he was creepy which i kind of agree with see there's parts of this movie that i really enjoy but then there's also it's just it's too weird for me it's just too weird. i love
0: I, lo- I love the weird i love just so painfully awkward
1: <laughs> I, like the side all the side characters and i know that's part of all the movies yeah. so that's the thing but
0: why because no human being is like this and you're like none of these side characters are real human beings
1: no but i i love it. Fairville or whatever the town he lives in yeah I love how it's like like a 50s town but in present day mm-hmm. like I do I love that I love that shit um or like he works at that old-timey diner because I love in shows that there's a term for it where this is technically different but just when there's aspects of modern culture in like taking place in a different time period yeah. um this is kind of this is current time period but like you know aspects of other time yeah. periods in a show it. that i
0: watch a little bit that's kind of like that Mainstream is it riverdale where it's like yes supposed to be like the 50s but they have their cell phones but they're still going to the diner and
1: yeah because it's based on it looks
0: like it's 50s yeah
1: 50s comic strip yeah and how he's he's in a band and the three guys <laughs> <laughs> just look like 50s jocks yes. Um, and one of the, did you notice one of them is Seth Meyers, brother?
0: I didn't notice that, but Haley called it out. Cause there's another, there's. Well, random he's in that, in that 70s
1: movie. show too. Yeah,
0: there's random. I'll just t- call it out now. It was at the end of the movie at the, the birthday party. David Arquette's the DJ. I'm like, okay, why, why is David Arquette just the DJ in this movie?
1: Well, people love Pee Wee and they want to be involved, you know? Um, Nicole Sullivan too, from Mad TV and yeah. sitcoms is <laughs> Joe Manganiello's. I don't even know what she's supposed to be. Like assistant I guess.
0: assistant maybe yeah
1: <laughs> and then my favorite character in this movie though is um what's her name penny uh, oh god what's her name i have it written down here De-de-de-de. here it is penny king uh the woman with the flying car
0: i knew you're gonna love this lady i, I knew it.
1: love it because she's like basically like doing a catherine hepburn impression and the actress is diane salander who is a big part of the first Pee-wee movie. She plays Simone, who's a waitress that Pee-wee befriends. Um, So I love that, that she was in the first one and that she was in this one playing a different character. And I think she's at the end in the hot tub with some guy.
0: um, It's the... Who's also in the story, yeah. I forget what he was. He was like the outdoors
1: guy that lived in the cave. Yeah. There's just... They pack a lot into this 85-minute movie. (laughs) They really do, especially for such a simple story um all right so let's just get into Joe Manganiello uh I don't think I have been more attracted <laughs> to a man <laughs> in a movie in my life he is so dreamy in this movie it's crazy I don't know if it it's is how they sh- how he shot or how he's dressed like it's my god like that first scene when he walks into the diner, and you get why Pee Wee is like into it, <laughs>
0: like, he's yeah.
1: like mesmerized by this man, because he does not fit in the town at all, which is the point. He's like an outsider. I love that he's playing himself, and Pee Wee doesn't know who he is. It's very funny. Um,
0: he's like we do have one oh great line. It's like right after the diner scene or when everyone he says who he is. And he's like naming. It's funny because I'm watching True Blood, and there's a lot of True Blood like background type characters, like minor characters that are in this film but he's like naming off and he's like, I- I'm also in magic Mike. And then Bowie's <laughs> B- 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 like, Oh, you think that I would have seen that one, but I haven't. Yeah. He's gay character, but no, he yes. hasn't seen
1: magic Mike. Of course. I think there's a lot of wink winks to, yeah. to stuff in this. Um, I mean, right away, there's that girl that's hitting on him and he is oblivious to it. Like the book club and then like the, what is it mr brown's daughters like the nine daughters that want to marry him and
0: the farmer yeah the farmer brown or whatever, yeah. weird
1: what a weird <laughs>
0: i love sequence. it because all the, the ladies are just slightly off-putting in their own way
1: yeah they're odd looking they're and they have odd. like their
0: weird little quote like that's tied to food every one of them
1: yeah the food item they have and then the two like like attributes that they have yeah. And then they like I fuck their dad. It's it's weird. It's a weird. <laughs> and he's like get your hands off my daughters, but then he next day he wants him to marry one of us. Yeah. Weird. Um and I will say that the comedy that does work is like like the campy shit where he disguises himself as a cowboy. Oh, a I love because fake... of the little box. <laughs> and it's a Clearly, a fake horse. <laughs> he's like, and he comes out of where Pee Wee was. And right. it's like, oh, hey, cowboy. Okay, see ya. I loved it too because, like, it
0: wasn't, it was Paul Rubens kind of playing a different character besides Pee Wee. Yeah.
1: Pee Wee, I love Pee Wee when he's like pissy or like annoyed. Like when the band breaks up and he's just pissed off and he's being sarcastic to all the people in the diner and they don't get it, it goes over their heads. There's a scene with my favorite characters, the three women, the criminal women. One of them is Leah Shaw Cat, who I love from other shows and then one of them is stephanie beatriz who's brooklyn 99 and encanto i think she's
0: yeah she's off of twisted metal which i'm slowly making yeah
1: she is i don't know the other one but she was really good she was like the main one i loved those characters but where cops come and then they're just two ripped male strippers yeah (laughs) i was not expecting that at all (laughs) okay paul rubens wrote this and (laughs) Okay.
0: I do love at the end too, like when they drop him off in New York and they just, Pee-wee gets out and they get arrested. It's immediately like and he's
1: just oblivious in yeah. the background. <laughs> and then when they see him in the, on TV in the well and they're in like the very fake looking jail cell with the okay. outfit. All the stuff with them and how they like make fun of them. What do they, <laughs> they go, he's in the car and they go, floor it, worm. <laughs> they call him a squirrel at one point, I think. And yeah. he's, I'm not a squirrel. Very funny. And he asks if they're witches. Did you notice when they at first just one of them pulls out a knife like a switchblade and it reminded me of showgirls like the beginning of showgirls and she pulls the switchblade out i don't know if that's on purpose but it feels like an allusion to that the scene i think that could have been cut was when he goes to the fucking snake museum or whatever yeah. that was
0: see i'm the only reason i marked this one down in my notes is just because it reminds me of like the crappy seashell city or any of those yeah crappy uh-huh. it's like oh my god these are so these tour straps should not exist and i don't know how they exist on these the biggest snake or the biggest shell they're so stupid it's the dumbest thing ever it's very stupid
1: it's yes. going back to the beginning the opening is very strange with the et ripoff don't understand I, that
0: I, when i got into it, I'm like okay what the hell am i, I know. Into with this? but then i'm like oh
1: this is a dream probably yeah. and then it was but still that was just
0: it's saying he doesn't fit into this world, Dallas. He doesn't doesn't feel like he belongs.
1: Oh, I know, and that's that's a big other I think queer subtext to it is that he wants to find out his true self and all of that stuff. And Joe Manganiello tells him he's got to break rules and all this yeah. stuff. But yeah, it's definitely only a lot of subtext.
0: I do love, though, that for Joe Manganiello, that he breaks the typical norm of like the big buff, whatever guy, because like he says he's like crying because Pee Wee's not at his party. I know. He's able to show other emotions outside of just being the macho man character.
1: I know. I, I really love how they wrote, wrote him to be strange. I don't know. I can't imagine how it how it came up. Like, yeah, I wonder if it was just a placeholder and they were just hoping to get someone and somebody in this. He the, agreed the to it. On, yeah. It's so random. But I mean, I think it works for the movie. I did love at the
0: end of the movie when they're at the party and he has like the model that he's built and then they go into the treehouse and then the treehouse is so fucking small. I know they're basically
1: (laughs) on top of each other on top of each other, which and then because to me, it's again, subtext like. And then they pull out the root barrels and it's like, okay, that's yeah. basically them making out. Like that's yeah. them sucking on the rip beer barrels <laughs> is that yeah. making out, I mean, basically. And, and then, then they we
0: have w- Pee-wee ride bitch, or uh, uh, Joe Mangino running bitch behind Pee-wee yes. on his motorcycle. They
1: ride off into the sunset together, basically. I mean, yeah. well, obviously they call you know, friendship, oh, but friendship, yeah. but, you know. They
0: had the friendship bracelets, Dallas. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, I've never heard of a straight man having a friendship bracelet. Adorable.
1: That stuff is adorable. Little things I noticed, like in the town, there's a theater and the sign on the theater says cartoon festival, which I love because <laughs> if I ran a theater in a town, that's should be cartoons all the time. It's old timey cartoons. Um, and then oh, I forgot to really talk about that first scene with Joe Manganiello when Kiwi makes him a milkshake. Yeah, you like the milkshake. That's probably my favorite scene, actually, is the milkshake, because it's so ridiculous and the, the way Joe is looking at him as he's making this milkshake it's like okay it who's this weirdo but also like intrigued and yeah it's so funny when he's making the milkshake I love it um, do you love their dream sequences no,
0: no I, I love the jousting because that it also just symbolizes like I don't know like dicks
1: yes yes I mean that's what well and what, the one I wrote down it's the one where I think it's the second one
0: when he puts on the is that when he puts on the suit when he
1: is dressed like Pee Wee yeah is <laughs> absolutely ridiculous um, and the first Mijanell lifts his shirt up a little bit and then after that he's dressed like Pee Wee um, but yeah um, back to the farmer's daughters though when he <laughs> he's trying to make excuses because they they're all trying to have sex with him basically. And he's like, oh, I'm saving myself for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. And then the next day they want to marry him. Um, and that was funny too. When he goes, geez, Louise, <laughs> Louise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny writing. Um, but again, like, I don't understand what who this movie is for. <laughs> like I really, because I don't think kids give a shit about Pee Wee. So it's, I guess, it's for the adults who grew up with Pee Wee. I think so. But still, I don't, I can't see an adult being entertained by this or choosing to it. watch this.
0: I enjoy it for me. I know, but I, I
1: never would never want to watch this if you didn't bring it up. Like, I just wouldn't think to watch a Pee Wee movie.
0: I think this is also a movie that somebody just gets high and is just sitting and watching something that's stupid because it is, it is, it is very dumb comedy. There's some smart, there's a lot of smart writing to it, but like a scene that I love that it's dumb and it probably doesn't hit anybody else is the Amish. Just like it was, wait, too it. Long. It was like a minute. I love it. Hated I it. love the farting balloon. Hated I it. Watching. I even wrote
1: that down. I said this is so stupid. I, I love get it.
0: it. I love it because you could just tell Paul Rubens is just like we're fucking doing this. We're just gonna put a minute, two minutes. <laughs> so just I was just like watching his facial expressions <laughs> of like we're gonna I'm keep dragging
1: this on. a song from yeah I. Well, and the other scene like that is the New York song that went on for like 10 minutes. <laughs> New York, New York.
0: <laughs> so I could just tell he was having fun. And that's what made, it brought joy to me is like, I can just tell how much fun he was having.
1: Yeah. I. Paul Rubens is one of those odd characters because the character is so childlike and all of that. But when you listen to interviews and stuff, you could tell he's a workaholic and like a perfectionist. Yeah and it's just, it's just that dichotomy is interesting to me how you can be so good at comedy but also like a perfectionist i don't know it's interesting
0: um, he's a very interesting man i can't wait for the movie of him in 10 20
1: years who's going to play pb oh, oh god i don't want no you know
0: you know what's going to happen though dallas you know it's going to happen it is
1: but ugh i know he was Like as recent as last year, he was working on a documentary about himself. There is. It's done. They shot. I want it. Is it coming out? Because I want to see that.
0: Yeah. I don't know when they said there was coming out. Because he wrote a book and then he has that.
1: Yeah. Because I listened to some podcast with him after he passed away. And he was talking about how he had a film crew basically following him yeah months at that point
0: yeah i heard they got all the scenes they required from him
1: which yeah i'm just intrigued by that because he deserves it is sad to though, tell his we, own story
0: it is <laughs> sad that we missed so much time with this character just because he put it away because of all the other oh i know whatever stuff that was going on
1: i know and unfortunately that's probably always going to be synonymous with him but it is death i think it was a lot of people who adored him who don't care about that stuff but the the average person I think is gonna immediately think about him as a punchline, yeah. um, which sucks. But that's why I, that I want that documentary to come out. But um, all right. Uh, do you understand the Amish kazoo type joke? Because I certainly didn't. I was very confused. <laughs> I, I, I don't
0: know. I wrote a, just anytime they said Amish, it Amish, like <laughs> does the Amish, like Amish a sneeze? At sneeze? All. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a sneeze. It doesn't.
1: But, okay. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, and I literally wrote the playing a balloon like an instrument joke is not for me. <laughs> I I love
0: it. Me. I love it just because I, I was just like watching his face, and then and then when he plays the song mid, what do I? What song is it? Oh, I don't remember. But he plays like a legitimate song. It's a mid real mid, song. Yeah. But it, he doesn't start that. He just it's it's just no, it normal turns... farts at first, and then you can just tell it clicked in his head. Like, oh, I can play a song. I can I can do a song. <laughs> I feel like this is a one taker, and then he's like, this is perfect and done.
1: Uh, some of my other. Favorite- favorite jokes is is it Wee? it's when he's in the well and he says he hates vegetables and abraham lincoln is talking to him and goes i'm the president of the united states <laughs> you have to eat your vegetables that was funny
0: that scene um, reminded me of like is it the first Pee Wee movie when they're in like the truck the, like the scary like it goes black and then it's like a whatever tim burton face type thing yeah yeah yeah. it reminded me of that where this is like supposed to be like the spooky it was
1: scene. it was tim burton-esque like with the queen with the yeah. eyes that were mouths and yeah. yeah that was very funny um okay i have a joke that i didn't understand it okay. was
0: the traffic light one it was like traffic lights, like i've seen in national geographic i was like okay i don't
1: well i mean the idea i think is the town he lives in is so small it doesn't know. have a traffic light. but, but national geographic yeah. i didn't understand why it's... because he, he doesn't watch tv i don't know he only reads magazines and yeah. he's seen traffic lights i don't know no
0: i do love because we're running out of time i wanted to mention the rube goldberg stuff in the beginning of the yeah, but movie isn't
1: it more the first one it has a bigger yeah scene yeah. with that
0: but i enjoyed it i liked his little dumb car that was i hated Amanda. it see as soon as i saw I that tiny
1: it. little car i went nope i'm gonna fucking hate this movie <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> and i was going <laughs> to other people's houses and stuff like
0: what uh, for him to eat breakfast, and it was two seconds. He's like
1: done. Took a bite and then gave it back to the kids. Yeah. Okay. The whole town accommodates Pee Wee. Yeah, it's basically his town. um I do love when he he leaves <laughs> his job for a little bit, and then they're like, "Where's my food? <laughs> my break's already basically over. Where's my food?" And the one guy's back there trying to cook, and he's horrible. At it. That's funny. That guy's in a lot of stuff. I don't know who he is, yeah, but I I've definitely seen him in a lot of things.
0: Yeah, he's like Walrus looking guy. He's like the Andy Reid big mustache. Yes,
1: yeah, he does look like Walrus. Um, and then the callback to the metal plate in the head was so weird, but sure. <laughs> <Full ball. laughs> and he just has a giant magnet. It was
0: they probably. I'm assuming they just like what they had to do something so they could have that.
1: Oh yeah, it's shoehorned in. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> um, I don't know. You lead this part because I forget what we do at the end. Okay, so first of all, Dallas, it's
0: pretty obvious you've already said it. Who do you want to bang in this movie?
1: I mean, is there a question? Uh, I will give an honorable mention to one of the members of the band. Specifically, his name is, well, the character's name is Clovis, and it's Corey Martin Craig is the actor. He's one of the, what do they call them? Some renegades or the renegades the Renegades. i'm not i'm not even being like facetious i don't understand joe manganella i just it's like crazy hot he is in this movie it's ridiculous all of it like the beginning when he's just in a t-shirt and like the helmet and shit he's just a good looking guy oh it's it's crazy and then like the party scene when he's in his tux i just holy fuck but it's weird to me. Like I said, I'm watching True Blood
0: right now with Haley. So we're going through. So it feels weird watching this in the middle of that because we have him and then a bunch of side characters that are just background people in this. Yeah. But he's great looking in that. And it's like the same time period. This is a couple of years after that. But OK, Dallas, I know you're going to skew it down, but I want to give this movie at least a B. I, wa- I want to give it a B. Um, if you' I'll, I'll take a B minus if that's oh, you're, uh, that's the best you're gonna do. but I, I can't I, I
1: cannot bring this in to agree on well. yeah, B minus this is as high as I would want it to be. Okay. I don't even want you're it fine. to be a B I want it to be a C something, but whatever we'll meet in the middle and make it a B minus.' two weeks from now, I have three words to leave you with. I can't quit you. bye guys Gay film 101 is a part of the unlikely Alliance Network. Links to all of our content can be found by going to theunlikelyalliance.com. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. And thank you for listening.